0: Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Hello and welcome to this week's Countryside. Here on Manx Radio, I'm Simon Clarke.
1: And I'm Kerry Kermode. This week, I went along to St John's to the 71st Annual Beekeepers Convention and Exhibition.
0: And I caught up with Ken Harding from walking.im to find out more about what they get up to on their walks. Well, clocks have changed, Kiri. Here we are, darker nights. Uh, life goes on, though, doesn't it? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I know it's been a bit of rough weather just recently there, but uh, we've got all the way to the end of October just about, and it's been a cracking month for the farmers.
0: Yeah, and it's a funny one because I always thought in the days of the farm, and when the clocks changed, uh, either going back this time or when they move forward. I mean, the, the, when I was involved with the with the girls and all from the milking side of things, you know, the, the cows would be,
2: oh, <laughs> you know, what's going on? The
0: roosters are crowing at all hours, aren't they? They're not sure what's happening. very, very yeah. true.
1: And tonight, just before coming in to record this, the, the calf was shouting at the gate, wondering where her tea was. And like you say, it's all changed, isn't it, with the timing for them.
0: Yeah, you can't just point at your watch and say, look, you know the clock's coming back at this time. Here. Anyway, it's a good time of year uh, and we've heard it all over the summer, um, about people getting out, about uh, doing some walking uh, during the lockdown, and bits and pieces. Well, Walking. Im is a walking, obviously, company that set up uh, by Ken Harding and his team, and he takes people up. out on Just various walks. And I got about. to tell me what I've it was all about. Spent the last
3: couple of years planning and getting qualified after spending thirty years in the golf industry playing golf and. Um, green keeping etc had enough of that so decided to do something completely different Um, always had a passion for walking so trained up qualifications um, to be able to take people out walking sadly with this year uh, set it up at the beginning of March which probably isn't the best timing but since then been trying to put all sorts of uh, new and inventive ways to get everybody on the Isle of Man out walking, especially while the borders are closed.
0: Yeah, and the the strange thing is when you say it was a bad time to set up, but people did on the Isle of Man, they had a bit of time on the hand for the sort of lockdown period where a lot of people did get out and do a bit of walking for the first time. And I'd like to say quite a lot of them have probably still kept, kept it going, really, in a way. And we've had the luxury, I suppose, of being able to still be in groups, Ken,
3: is it? Um, yeah people are um, supporting each other which i which i find really good and they're making friendships Um, and then the group demographic does work in that they push each other along so all of a sudden they're halfway along a walk and they say oh how far are we in and you say well we're six miles and they think they've only been going for a mile or so which is great so
0: it's a lot different than walking on your own isn't it where you think oh no especially if you've got somebody who he doesn't like walking particularly. Yeah. Are we there yet? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> that that does happen quite <laughs> a lot. Yeah, they they really in, enjoy as well. People when they're coming out, um, just, just talking to each other. Everybody knows the benefits of walking from a physical point of view, but the, the benefits from a uh, from almost from a mental point of view are fantastic as well. You know, we all like to be outside and see the great views, but when you can share it with other
0: people, it's really enjoyable for a lot of people, yeah. and they really said that to me. Yeah, and that, that's the surprising thing when you're, I mean, I don't want too many walks, but because I live in the country, I'm out blackberry picking or I'm out for a walk with the dog or in one of the forests or something like that. And you do meet, you know, if, if you're with a group of people and you get chatting, you do get to that stage where, you know, it gets, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a pilot or I'm an accountant. There's so many different walks, excuse the pun, of life yeah. that that go out and do it. Oh, I've met some fantastic people
3: this summer. from. Yeah, absolutely. They've all got different jobs, different reasons why they're on the Isle of Man um, from being here all their life um, and being manked to coming over for work or being stuck over here or um, looking out, visiting family and then lockdown came so they've stayed and all other things and, it, and it's given them a real opportunity to explore the countryside as well um, and for me to introduce them to areas that they never would have
0: got to or even had the confidence to go to in the first place Mm. now you've got something a little bit different when with the walks because uh you do some of them in the night time i mean how can they see the scenery then (laughs) (laughs) so the idea of the night walks was just to um introduce to people
3: something different so we started i put on some dark sky walks where we um I chose the darkest time in the sky, um, best for stargazing, and kept my fingers crossed with the weather, and we did that a few weeks ago, and it was really successful. Um, and a lot of people saw some amazing... Um, we saw the Milky Way and shooting stars. And Mars, particularly close, yeah, isn't Mars it? was yeah. we got, Mars was particularly good last week, yeah, or well, the week before. Um, and this week we've got... Um, on Friday and Saturday, um, two night hikes along the ridge from Black, Black Hut at Barool uh, to North Barool. And obviously it falls in Hop Tunay, so uh, we've called them the Hop Tunay Walks, and they
0: proved quite popular as well. Yeah, what do they need to bring with them for that? Oh, a, well, a lantern?
3: <laughs> yeah, very much, yeah. A head torch, and um, fingers crossed I'll put, point them in the right direction. We'll support them all the way, um, but some nice warm clothing. But if they want to come on any of those, there's a few spaces left. Um, so need to get in touch because obviously I don't want uh, an awful lot of people turning up. It's all about safety as well. That's very important and making sure
0: that we we don't have too many people out and about. Yeah. So in in general, the walks then. I mean, they vary in distance and vary in scenic
3: viewing. Yeah. Put on a, ver- a huge variety of walks uh, from family walks. I've taken a few families out. Um, which is great, we just introduce them to a bit of nature um, maybe look for a few bugs under sticks and, and under stones and bits and bobs um, through to shorter walks on Fridays uh, we've got a group on a Friday uh, with a calendar of walks where we just all over the island and then just something with a little bit of interest um, for example this Friday coming we're at Blath Plantation uh, meet from there, go on a walk and we'll wander down to, up over the hill and then down to Kilbrigger And we'll have a little chat about uh, the Tholtons there and through Thalty Will. Um, And then, uh, as I say, the the dark sky walks. But what has been popular this year has been the longer trails. People like a challenge. We all like a challenge. Um, And that's good from my point of view because it's been that I can encourage people week on week and put manageable sections I've done the Radnor Fallon a couple of times but I'm currently doing the Triskelion Way and I've just finished today with a group um, who have done it and they've really enjoyed the group the walk um, and this especially at this time of year so I'm putting that on again from next Sunday as well from the 1st of November so um, I'm hoping that uh, you know lots of people will be able to get out and about and explore it's the island's newest um, trail 2016 um, and it really does give a little bit of everything
0: from over the hills to along the beach, it's fantastic Well it sounds like a good variety and something for anyone, if anyone wants to get involved uh, particularly on these ones for the Hop or or the future walks, Ken where do they get the details from? Just get
3: in touch with us, um, our website has got everything, all the details on that's uh, www.walking.im um, and we're also on Instagram and Facebook so uh,
0: just send us a message well, there we are. All all the walks, you, you get to the car for man or anywhere for walks. Do you, you stick on the on the proper land? Or?
3: No, I do the car for man as well. All as right, a trip. yeah.
0: Yes, certainly. Um, for visitors, definitely. They're, they
3: really enjoy that going out of Port St. Mary and the, the boat ride from there, as we know, is fantastic. Beautiful. And you can do quite easily three hours, um, nice walking around there, stopping, taking
0: in the views, etc. And uh, this is leading to options further afield than is it can as well
3: yeah I think with all the customers I've had this year and and the way that they've all um, enjoyed the group environment but they've also increased their confidence and their fitness which has really um, made me think that in the future um, what about encouraging people to come with me off the island so I've actually working with one of the uh, providers um, Sally Helwich um, at Arlemagne events and we've put together a programme of um, small bespoke tours next year um, to all sorts of places in the UK for uh, walking holidays places like um, Hadrian's Wall uh, Northumberland Coast um, Northern Ireland on the the Causeway see the Giant's Causeway walking the coast up there, the Mountains of Morn looking at Snowdonia as well, and finishing off with the Yorkshire Dales and um, the West Highland Way as well to finish as a big one. So all various different dates throughout the year. Um, so we're hoping that they'll prove popular and give people the option to continue um, all the efforts that they've put in and the enjoyment they've got out of walking on the Isle of Man. Ken and, um, Harding,
0: and you can find all them details the on the social media and also uh, at walking.IM as well, so uh, lovely fellow Ken, very interesting as well and very um, enthusiastic about making people want to enjoy walking.
1: He really is a great guide and he is catering for everybody, like we just said about the clocks changing Simon, he's now venturing out into the dark, up on those hills there to do some of the dark skies oh won't that be really really lovely and them cups of hot chocolate and marshmallows at the end of it too.
0: <laughs> yes, that's what's tempting you isn't <laughs> it <laughs> You're listening to Countryside here on X Ready with Kiri Kermode and myself, Simon Clark. Well, um, we'll have more actually on uh, bees and people involved in beekeeping on next week's programme, but you were at a very large event uh, that happened this week.
1: It was a very special event, probably one of the only beekeeping shows um, and honey conventions in the in the British Isles, I'm led to believe. We're in a very, very lucky place here on the Isle of Man. And I popped along to St John's to the 71st Annual Beekeepers Convention and Exhibition to talk to some of the people in charge and some of the exhibitors. John Wardwell, you're not a local here, all the way from New Zealand. Correct. How long have you been on the island?
4: It's been 13 years.
1: Well, you nearly Manx then. <laughs> well. <laughs> well, it's lovely tonight here in St John's. Everyone bringing their honey in and, and other wares, obviously, for the competition. Now, you have the, the big task of making sure everybody ends up in the right class. Is that right? <laughs>
4: Correct, yes. We um, wait for new entrants to come in, they get their class and their numbers for their exhibits and then uh, we'll take them through, but we also guide them as to how to do it.
1: And is there different tips and tricks, because obviously I see a lot of people polishing jars here, you know, do they
4: have to be weighed or what's the criteria well, the judging is uh, it's amazingly um, exact, so even down to where the labels go, they must be, for instance, an inch up from the base of the jar, so the judge is even looking for that. Uh, any fingerprints left on the jar, it's, it's all accounted for, because sometimes the taste and the looks of the honey, they're very similar, and then it comes down to a presentation.
1: And like you say about the taste and the looks of the honey, there is obviously different classes along the back wall here. We're seeing lots and lots of jars already rowed up. What is the difference with them, John?
4: Well, honey is uh, different depending on what the bees have been collecting. And uh, so, for instance, uh, the first three... Uh, classes they've uh, arranged the honey as into uh, light honey, medium honey or dark and it just means that the bees have been collecting their um, nectar from different sources. Darker honey usually comes more from trees and your lighter honey can come from um, wildflowers, uh, and also clover for instance as well.
1: And what is your favourite honey? Is it would you sooner the, the lighter honey?
4: Well that's a good question. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a fan of mild mild honey myself. Uh, it's hard to really tell that depending on what you, you get, you, you can have subtle different flavours in there. Uh, I had a honey last year that had a very lemony sort of taste to it. It was, it was amazing. I don't know exactly what the bees were collecting, but uh, I suspect it could have been fuchsia.
1: And, and does that make a difference, you know, what they've been collecting?
4: Yeah, absolutely, it does. So um, as you can tell, if you tried all these different honeys here, they would all have their own flavours.
1: That is incredible, isn't it? That really, really is incredible. And you think the Isle of Man's is only quite a small place, but obviously the variation is there, isn't it?
4: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, there's so many different uh, honeys all across the island, um, and uh, it's just wonderful to see. It's, it's great that you can have so many different flavours.
1: And the thing is, tonight, John, seeing it all getting set up, it's not just all about honey, though. There's lots of other classes people can get involved with, too.
4: Yeah, that's correct. Uh, we have, for instance, uh, different meads over, um, over in that corner there. We've got uh, photographs of um, bee-related uh, pictures. Uh, you've got all sorts of jams and cakes and cookies made. Yeah,
1: the cookies look really good, I've got to say. <laughs> I've got to say, yeah. Uh, <laughs>
4: they'll, they'll have to keep me away from that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we've got flower arranging. Um, it's amazing, really, all the, the different ways that people uh, you know, love bees and, and want to sort of promote bee, bees and beekeeping on the island.
1: The judge tonight, John, uh, he's obviously got a big task ahead of him for, for the whole of the show. He has to, to judge every single class, I imagine.
4: He does, yeah, and that's going to take time. Uh, but, uh, you know, without, without the judge, we couldn't run the Honey Show, and to be honest, uh, that's exactly what we were facing. Um, we couldn't get a judge over from the UK, basically, but luckily um, Gary and his wife uh, Susie... They've come over from Canada, and he's got the qualifications needed to judge. So uh, the great news is, you know, he's... he's, um just come over so he doesn't know anyone and therefore he's very impartial as a judge with his views.
1: Yeah, now that is a really good point, John, because obviously the Isle of Man is a small place, like we said, and yeah, having the judge known a few favourites could have been a bit tricky, but oh, what, a, what a great thing this is to, to go ahead after such a tricky year. The pandemic has put the kibosh to a lot of things, so it's really lovely to see the show going ahead.
4: Absolutely, yeah, so we're all very proud and very very happy and, you know, it sort of brings all the, the community together, uh, especially, you know, we're open it up to the public to come and and have a look so it's another event that's uh, available on the island and uh, yeah it's something special that uh, a lot of other places just they they haven't got access to at the moment
1: well gary we catch up again at another honey event but uh, a different aura tonight for you the judge how do you feel
5: (laughs) well i know what i like in terms of honey and meat and things i'm not not a professional honey judge i guess i'm the i'm the covid (laughs) standard
1: and what a year we've had with covid but anyway how how do you find you know what are you going to be looking for here tonight because obviously there's a lot of variation the island is only a small place but there seems to be still a huge variation so what do you particularly like
5: um, the clarity of the honeys, the, the consistency, the flavour, the aroma, the usual, the usual things. The whole uh,
1: package. And uh, would you rather a stronger honey or a, or a mild?
5: Both. Both? It uh. depends. It just depends what I'm having it with. Um, fair. Fair boy.
1: yeah. Tonight, obviously, we haven't got any bread and butter to have any honey sandwiches or toast or anything like that. So now, how are you never going to get mixed up with them all? Because there's so many... Will you lose track, or how, how do you do uh, it?
5: I have a scoring system ah. and, a, and, a note, and a notebook.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and what will your favourite part of the show be? Is it something you've been looking forward to in particular?
5: Yeah, yeah, just it's the first time I've been here, so I'm not really sure what to expect. And, and it's diff- very different from... Shows I've attended before.
1: So. Okay. Oh, well, Well, I'll let you get on with it. You've got a long night ahead, maybe. Well, Michaela and Matt, this is your first honey show here in St John's. Now, you're quite new to beekeeping. How has it been so far?
6: Yeah, no, it's been really enjoyable, Um, to be honest. Like, getting to know, like, all the different techniques and getting the honey at the end is really rewarding, really. It's nice. And is there a lot of work to it, to keep bees?
2: There is quite a bit, yeah. I mean, uh, it's been tiresome, but, I mean, it's, it's worth the reward. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And, obviously, at the show now, people are starting to filter in and put their wares on the tables. Now, you've took the brave approach, and you've entered a few competitions
6: yeah we've got um some photographs in some jams some marmalades, and even a little candle as well now what is the candle made of let's take a bit closer oh it's a lovely design you've got a bumblebee on the outside of it yeah so there's a few bumblebees on there and that's from your own bees yeah so we just uh, melt down the wax and then put it in the mold and it turns into a candle well there we go (laughs) who knew that
1: (laughs) but how did you get involved Michaela because obviously it just doesn't happen overnight
6: um, so I met my partner Matt, and he had a, um, a background of beekeeping years ago. So, yeah, it just sort of happened, really. So both got involved in it. And I
1: suppose this year, with lockdown, it's probably benefited you guys quite easily, really. You know, it's given you a bit more time to get out and involved and you know, keep the bees happy.
6: Yeah, so we've been able to keep a lot more time into our bees and obviously get taken the honey off as well for the first proper year, so it's been enjoyable. Yeah,
1: And obviously along the way, um, with lots of different beekeeping groups around the Isle of Man, are you involved with those guys and are they able to help you and support you?
2: Well, I haven't yet but yeah i um i have relations with harry owens so it's like a family trend so i mean he we he knows me and all about me so yeah it's been um, it's been good
1: and how and, and how do you keep bees obviously you can't just keep them in your back garden
2: no, so, you, yeah, you've got some sort of, well, some rules, basically. Um, but, I mean, as long as they're not in any way, they're any, any pedestrians um, and keep them sort of, like, out of the way sort of thing. I mean, but generally they're not too bad. It's only once you disturb them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and how is it finding a piece of ground to do this? Is a lot of help for young beekeepers to get started like yourselves?
2: That's a very difficult question, um, because luckily enough, um, I've, well, my, my father has lots of land, so we live on a farm, so luckily I nice managed to put them out there, um, but the previous person that we've had, well, we used to have bees, they've always been out in land, so for a new, I, I don't personally know about anything that's been close to, in somebody's back garden, so yeah. It's, but,
1: but like you say, it is really, really rewarding, and well, tomorrow will be the, the moment of reckoning to see if you come away with any prizes.
6: How do you think you stand on it? Um, yeah, looking around, there is, there is a lot of entries. I didn't realise there would be so much. But no, it's, it's good to see what other people have got and what they can produce as well. Like it just gives us a few ideas for next time. This is it next year then. <laughs> yeah, I
2: hope so, more prepared.
6: <laughs> Gwen
1: Kelly, you're a uh, regular exhibitor in the honey show and it's the 71st annual show it was nearly a point where maybe we weren't having the show with this uh, current climate with the pandemic you've obviously pulled out all the stops and here we are
7: yes um we were unable to get a judge from england this or Ireland this year but we have got our own um resident judge this year uh Uh, a a new resident that came to the island a couple of years ago so Gary has kindly offered to judge and give us a talk tomorrow.
1: And that there must be a sigh of relief, because obviously so much work goes into beekeeping, doesn't it? There, it is, yes. Yourself, you're obviously our annual exhibitor. You've got how many
7: entries in this year? Because obviously last year you did very well. Oh, I don't know, about six or, six or seven entries, I think. We've got uh, medium honey, we've got the three-jar class, we've got cough mixture and um, some oat and honey cookies
1: Oh lovely, Like go just nipping back to the cough mixture there it is one of those things where you always, when you're poorly, you get a spoonful of honey and a bit of lemon and it does work
7: It does, the uh, pharmacists are saying it works better than uh, lots of the uh, ready made ones from the big companies but a spoonful of uh, honey lemon and some hot water and a bit of ginger and perfect to stop any cough
1: well, that, that's the thing. It's the, it's the old ways, isn't it? It's The old traditional methods. They always come through, and they do the full circle, don't they? Really?
7: Yes, it always goes goes, goes full circle.
1: <laughs> and with lockdown, Gwen, obviously, the island stopped. We had to stay at home. How did you cope with the bees? Because obviously, they're not all on your on your land, are they?
7: No, but uh, we were able to look after, because bees are livestock, we were able to uh, look after the bees each time and we were able to fetch swarms if they had swarmed into anybody's garden and uh, the beekeepers kept going and the bees certainly kept going as well. But was it
1: tricky times because obviously everybody was in the unknown, the announcements were coming thick and fast and
7: was it worrying times? It certainly was a worrying time but uh, thankfully the island has come through relatively unscathed, so let's hope we can keep going like that.
1: Now, Gwen, we're just looking at the honey here, and they are all different shades, aren't they?
7: Yes, just depends which um, flowers that the bees are foraged on. Normally we have a a good selection of very, very light honey. Um, I haven't got any this year. My honey is all like a medium colour this year, uh, sort of a, a nice... And what would do that? Why would it change from year to year? Depends on the forage, the flowers. This year it rained through most of July and August when the clover was out Mm. so there isn't so much clover honey but we have got honey from earlier on in the season Um, this year my honey was very very thick and um, it's crystallising very very fast but all good honey will crystallise so um, we've got medium honey, we've Got. We haven't got any dark honey this year. Sometimes uh, an odd beekeeper will bring this very, 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 very dark honey uh, that they've uh, that they've gathered. But and what would make it so dark? Would it just depends on, on what uh, flowers again, the flowers. flowers yeah. Yes, but um, we've got soft set honey um, and crystallised honey and uh, as you can see they're all different colors they really uh, are the variations huge isn't there's it? a class there with three different colors of honey so possi- uh, obviously the mm-hmm. beekeeper has got honey in three different parts of the island or maybe he's just um, harvested the honey very early in the season yeah yeah and um, as you can see the three beautiful different colors
1: they really are, and they are stand out, aren't they? It's not just a little bit of a shade difference, they really are different. They are. And is it the beekeeper's personal choice
7: to how they will display them tonight, or, or is it something that just it happens like that? Uh, no, it's in, in, in our rules that the honey has to be displayed in squat one-pound jars with screw lids. Mm. And that's the old-fashioned honey jar yeah. that most people see um, it's creeping in now that we we are able to use the twist lids as well Mm. and somebody's using plastic lids as well Um, we've got 12 jar class that means that uh, the beekeeper has brought 12 jars of identical honey and do you think they will be identical absolutely really? if they won't they won't be first prize if they're not <gasps> you, can, you can you can see the colour of them the colour the the consistency of each jar will be identical and will the judge take a few of the tops off to have a look in or will he he will take the, will take the lid of every single jar of honey here this evening and he will first of all he'll lift the jar up to the light and if he can see any debris or bee's leg or anything bit of fluff or hair inside the jar that's discarded if he can see daylight under the top of the jar between the glass and the lid that will be discarded because it's not full enough
1: goodness me
7: Um, if he can then he lifts takes the lid off the jar and he'll sniff it for the aroma and And will they
1: smell all different?
7: they'll smell completely different Mm. and uh then it'll get down to the taste, uh, whichever the judge prefers.
1: My goodness. But the display of these, Gwen, I I can't... uh, I'll take some photographs for our listeners to have a look on Facebook, but the display is absolutely perfect, isn't it? They're immaculate jars of wine.
7: They are. It must be a tough competition. It is a very tough competition. Um, We have... um, Yes, there's beekeepers from all around the island. And uh, they, if you bring your honey here and you learn how to present it properly so that if, if it, you put it into a shop or disp- uh, uh, sell it, you know how to, it, it should be presented. And you talk about putting it into shops.
1: People are wanting to buy local. They're trying to support more local. I think the pandemic, that's definitely one good thing that's come out of it, is the support for local produce. It certainly has, yes. We have
7: lots of people looking for honey
1: And just here in Class 14, Gwen, there's obviously a wooden frame with a glass front on it with um, obviously a piece of comb inside
7: it. Yes, that is um, how you would like every frame in the beehive to to look. It's um, absolutely perfect. It's level front. Every cell is capped, and um, that's what the judge is looking for, and that's what a beekeeper would like to see. And does it happen like that? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes.
1: But they are absolutely uniform, aren't they? The, the work that the bees have gone into to, to get that is just as beautiful and as perfect like that. It's, it's hard to believe how good nature is, isn't it? It's, be, it's beautiful, isn't it, yes. It really is. And further along we're seeing um, soaps and candles and other sort of, what would you call them, by-products of, of the beekeeping?
7: Um, yes. Um, the cough mixture is made, well, it's made yeah, with honey, with honey and glycerin and lemon juice. The candles are made out of pure beeswax, uh, they've been melted and moulded. Uh, the mead is made out of um, often the washings of the, of the honey. When you wash the extractor and wash all the equipment, uh, you can use that and add some honey as well. So the mead is, is alcohol? Absolutely.
1: my oh, word, that would be absolutely lovely, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it just
7: goes to show that there's nothing gone to waste, is there? No, Debbie has made the soaps and hand cream from... Mm. Um, beeswax and uh, oils, the lavender and chamomile shampoo bar. Now
1: that you know, that sounds really lovely, doesn't it? it? Certainly does. And beautifully displayed again by Debbie, isn't it? It is. It's very She's, nice. Yeah. Good. And um, the wildflowers. I know we've had a bit of a tough spell of weather, just with the heavy rain that we've had the last
7: sort of forty-eight, seventy-two hours. They're looking fairly good. They certainly are. They, um, the class is for flowers and foliage um, connected to the honeybee so you can see most of the flowers there's no shop-bought flowers there they're all wild or garden flowers single flowers that the bees are interested in Uh, I know I've got some herbs in mine I've got marjoram and parsley and some rosemary and uh, different herbs and, and, and the bees do
1: like the herbs, you know? you think yes. it has to be bright and colourful for them you know, to be attracted, that's not
7: the case. No, they like herbs, they're the old fashioned ones that you often see, if you go to Peel Cathedral they've got herbs there and you know, it's, it's alive in the summertime oh. with the sound of the bees.
1: It is, it's absolutely beautiful, there's nothing nicer than the height of summer when you have the bees around, even if you're not into doing beekeeping or anything like that, it is still really, really beautiful. It is well people can do an awful lot to help the bees just in their own gardens without keeping
7: hives or anything like that, can't they? Certainly can is just keep your flowers and let leave the dandelions in the springtime.
1: Uh, because that's it, isn't it? They, <laughs> off you get round with the mowers, get them cut down. But i seen this year, Gwen, around the island, there was some areas left and with a little notice up saying this is a bee-friendly area. Mm-hmm. It will help, I'm sure.
7: It does, uh, yes, and it helps not only the honeybee, but the bumblebee and all the other pollinating insects that uh, we've got around the island. And I suppose you've got to always remember it's the circle of life without them. We don't really have anything, do we? No, we definitely need the honeybees.
1: There we go, that was some of the exhibitors at the 71st Annual Beekeepers Convention and Exhibition with Gwen Kelly there, Michaela Robinson and Matt Corlett, beginner beekeepers, John Ward, the secretary, and Gary Cuellet, the judge.
0: Yes and uh, next week uh, we're hearing uh, from Harry Owens uh, who's been rewarded for his services uh, to beekeeping as well hasn't he?
1: That's right, mm-hmm. the uh, British Empire medal there and well deserved to Harry a huge congratulations to him but he was saying there that the bees this year, the honey has been a bit tricky with the drier part earlier on in the year and then wetter through the summer months of August uh, and July there but uh, we'll hear from him next week
0: Yeah because well, we've got two hives at home Kiri now, uh, we're cute. sort of Beginners at it as well, and we were thinking this year, oh, if we're doing something wrong. Sure, had the hives the right way up and everything. <laughs> but I, I was thinking, why, why isn't it? Seem to be much honey.
1: That's right. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was tricky times for the bees, and obviously with lockdown, there it was very worrying times for the beekeepers around the Isle of Man. Um, but I think they're getting back into the swing of things now.
0: And uh, if you've got any forthcoming events, let us know, like this one.
1: Yes, coming up is the. Royal Manx Agricultural Show Prime Stock Show out at uh, Nocello and they're taking entries up until the 6th of November so if you've got any uh, beef cattle or sheep for the show to get in touch with the Royal Manx uh, Secretary Carol Kenyuk and she'll pop you out in entry form
0: Lovely OK if you've got anything for Countryside please leave a message here at Manx Radio for Kiri Kermode or myself Simon you can send an email to countryside at manxradio.com and don't forget uh, if you go to Manx Radio's website powered by Millie Chaps. Ramsey, Uh, you can download the podcast free of charge uh, and get all the interviews in full because obviously we have to compact it uh, for the Tuesday's programme. All right, that's it for this week. Uh, Enjoy your hop tune there if you're out and about and uh, make sure they're (laughs) termites. We'll see you next week at six. So, for me, Simon Clark
1: and me, Kerry Kermode. See
0: you then. Bye bye. Bye bye.